headquarters to all units. Headquarters to all units. All units stand by for on patrol with the PPD. Airing now on WTDR 89.7 FM. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another new episode of On Patrol with the PPD here on WTBR 89.7 FM, simulcast on Pittsfield Community Television, and now available on all of your popular podcast platforms. Today is Friday, August 5th, 2022. My name is Mike Wynn. I am one of the co-hosts and co-producers of this allegedly weekly radio program. I'm also the chief of police here in the city of Pittsfield, Massachusetts. I'm joined in studio this morning by sound engineer extraordinaire, Lieutenant Matt Hill. Good morning, Lieutenant. Good morning, Chief. We have a special guest joining us for this morning's program. And before we get started with the program, also sitting in studio this morning, waiting for his handler to arrive, is uh, Officer Winston, the department's comfort dog. He's taking a nap right now. We're going to start with a check of the weather and a couple news items, and then after we get through that, I will introduce today's guest. WTBR radar weather for the Pittsfield area, today, mostly cloudy. A slight chance of showers and thunderstorms this morning, then showers likely with a chance of thunderstorms this afternoon. Hot with highs in the upper 80s. Northwest wind around 5 miles per hour. Chance of rain 60%. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a chance of showers and thunderstorms. Humid with lows in the mid 60s. South wind around 5 miles per hour. Chance of rain 50%. Saturday, partly sunny with a chance of showers. A chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon. Hot with highs in the mid 80s. South wind around 5 miles per hour. Chance of rain 50%. Weather forecasts for WTBRFM are provided by the National Weather Service. That was not Jacob. Our our hyper local weatherman must be taking some well deserved time off. All right. Well, it's hot. It's really, really hot. Uh, check in on your neighbors, check in on your friends, take care of yourself. Couple news items. Uh, we don't want to be accused of burying the lead. Probably the most significant news item for this news cycle is at 2 p.m. this afternoon, Berkshire County District Attorney Andrea Harrington and her office will be holding a press event at the Berkshire County District Attorney's Office to announce their findings in the independent investigation into the police and officer-involved shooting of Miguel Australia last spring. Um, we, we have a little bit of information about what the report contains, but it's currently embargoed, so we'll have to wait until after the DA's release. Uh, so that will be available this afternoon. Uh, in other department-related news, um, I just I just walked in and received this. Here's my camera, right? This is a reminder. On Patrol with the PPD is, once again, an award-winning radio program. Uh, we were awarded the Hometown Media Awards for Government Profile Community Radio. I'm pretty excited about that. We announced it earlier this spring, but the plaque just arrived. So the uh, Alliance for Community Media presented that award. Um, for a program that started as a training exercise in the event of an emergency so we figure out how to work this equipment, this has evolved into a completely unexpected community engagement opportunity, and we're very grateful for that. And for all of the staff that have um, helped us along the way, along that note, Lieutenant, we're going to have to recruit some new people before September because starting in September, you and I are going to have some alternative commitments possibly on Friday mornings. Yes. At, at least, I'm guessing at least every other week we're going to have to have somebody in here so we can cover both of those things. It's also newsworthy for the department. So our department jiu-jitsu training program expanded. We started it as a pilot in October. We ran it through July. It was highly successful, so we doubled down. 
We went from an original 14 participants to now over 20. Uh, we've got 20 officers committing their own time to train a minimum of once a week in jiu-jitsu, and the program is um, showing great benefit, not only in terms of decreased use of force and decreased injury, but increased fitness and increased uh, confidence. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, but it's so popular that we have to go from one class a week to a minimum of two classes a week, and that class is going to be in the same time slot as this radio show. So uh, we're going to have to learn to share the wealth. Lieutenant, uh, Captain Traverse is going to have to get more comfortable on this side of the glass. Yes. All right. Um, last news item. I, I'm just going to finish on this one because I think it's kind of cool. Uh, from the front page of today's Berkshire Eagle. So in the community of Savoy, they opened this tomb that's been sealed since like the 1800s. Um, and nobody knew what the purpose, nobody still knows what the purpose of it is, but they thought that it might have been something that the community built back in the 1800s uh, as temporary storage for the deceased while they couldn't dig in the frozen winter months. But they opened it up and it was empty. Um, so the mystery continues. But that's pretty cool. Uh, the article's interesting because they're like, well, we don't have anything else of significance in Savoy, so we figured we should capitalize on this one. Like, that's a pretty cool piece of historical significance to be able to capitalize on. But that's enough of the news. So joining us in studio this morning is the relatively new executive director of Downtown Pittsfield Incorporated, Mrs. Rebecca Breen. Good, Good morning. morning, Becca. Thank you so much for having me. How are you today? I am well. I am well. It's been a busy few months since I've joined DPI. When was your official first day? April 20th. I uh, officially joined and went straight into event mode. Um, you know, you, you went into, you moved into a new job for the downtown business community on 420? Yes, I did. All right. There's, yes. There's no jokes there. None. None okay. at all. <laughs> all right. Um, so usually when we have a guest on, we, we try to like wind back the clock and then start with just a little personal introduction. So tell us about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? Where'd you go? Where'd you go to school? What'd you do growing up? Uh, well, my name is Rebecca Brian. Um, as mentioned, I, I was born and raised here in Berkshire County. I grew up in Richmond as part of what would be considered old Richmond. Um, given the fact that my parents live there, it's still there, and my grandfather lived there, and my aunt and uncle had lived there. Um, so yeah, old Richmond. Um, attended Taconic High School, graduated from there. Um, took classes through BCC, a total local girl, you know. Um, raised my family here, have been married to my husband David now for going on almost 35 years. Um, of my children one of them actually is still local he bought a house right in the middle of the pandemic and works locally and lives locally and is committed to um he actually uh coaches locally big time runner he is yeah and uh at this point coaches at phs for both their uh, track and cross country um so again i couldn't imagine living anywhere but the berkshires um, and really feel that the role at DPI that I've taken on just sort of solidifies the commitment that I have to Pittsfield and to the Berkshires just being everything it can be. What did you do before joining DPI? So my background is in hotel and restaurant management. Um, I actually took classes at BCC in those programs. I had spent five years um, being the um, sales and marketing director at the Hilton Garden Inn. So that's the one behind Guido's with Jay's restaurant there. You know, I have to say it's one of the things I miss about that job the most is free food. 
Um, I've worked for some of the heavy hitters here in Berkshire County. I was at um, Canyon Ranch. I was at Cranwell. I've worked for KB Toys, so I do understand a downtown business that is no longer viable. And I worked for Country Curtains for a number of years. Again, another family-owned local business. Mm -hmm. So I really think that um, I'd like to see more of that happening downtown. I'd like to see some larger corporations coming back into the area, as well as those small, privately-owned entrepreneurs coming in and filling those storefronts. I just have to pause for a second. That text was from my lovely bride at home, so I know she's listening, and I just have to thank you for multiple shout-outs for Berkshire Community College. Absolutely. She, she, would, she would not forgive me if I didn't acknowledge that. You know, it is a great thing to have here in Berkshire County because it is, especially now when you look at the pricing and cost of college, you look at the cost of living, renting, being on your own, it's a great resource for any of our students here in the high school to consider as their first step. So, uh, Christina and I met, we were both doing some work with, um, actually, a uh, uh, little bit through DPI, and then at the time it was the Chamber of Commerce, not one Berkshire, and we were working with the Chamber's Youth Leadership Program, and I frequently would tell our rising juniors, you know, if you do two years at BCC and then you transfer to a four-year school, even a four-year school like my alma mater, Williams, when you walk across the stage at graduation, there's no like little sticker on your diploma that says I only did half the time here. Right? They, nobody knows the difference. You, you transfer to a four-year school, you graduate from a four-year school, it's the same degree. And often those first two years of college are your basics. Right. So it's not as if you're taking a class in English at BCC that's any different than your English class that you're taking at, you know, a college that's going to cost you 10 times the amount ironically i've said this i took classes at bcc in between navy and williams and the english classes and the psychology classes i took at bcc were every bit as difficult if not more difficult than the classes i took both at navy and williams and the professors were were as good or better we love the fact and i'll jump ahead into some of our downtown pittsfield um information is two of our ambassadors who are here for the summer who are working helping people downtown you know find parking and find a place to eat are actually students at bcc and that's where we recruited them from and one of the great things from my part is the fact that they're going to still be around for the fall so if i have needs um you know special events and activities that are going on that i need some extra set of hands they will be available which is really beneficial to us as well that's perfect all right so for our viewers and listeners who may not be aware can you just give us a like a brief history or overview of dpi what is dpi what is its mission what does it do so DPI, actually, it stands for, as you said, Downtown Pittsfield Incorporated. And we are a membership organization, so similar to a chamber of commerce, but we work specifically in the downtown Pittsfield footprint. Um, the organization itself has been around since the 80s um, and has many different goals and sort of things that they've looked at over the years. Um, we actually just did a strategic plan and have updated our mission statement and our um, vision statement because we really felt that it was determined that not a lot of people do know what we do. <laughs> so downtown Pittsfield Inc. and its members welcome people, businesses, and events to join our diverse, vibrant, and bustling district. We thought that was a great summary of what we want every day to be for us. And we're really looking to strengthen and down, um, promote the membership through our advocacy, our collaboration, and the celebration of downtown. So we work with business owners. We work with property owners. We work with residents. 
We work with nonprofits. We work with social service agencies. And our goal is to have a really a voice that can speak to the police, who can speak to City Hall, who can speak to any needs that we have within the downtown area and be able to collaborate together and provide information so that 18 million phone calls aren't being made to the City Council on what to do about parking downtown and that we can sort of have that conversation and then bring it to um, the agencies that need to know about it in one phone call or one meeting. So I have a little bit of perspective, and as you said, you know, DPI, it, it, DPI in its current incarnation, but all of its previous incarnations, going, I don't even remember what the first names were, goes back to the late 80s. Um, and it, if I could summarize it as an outside observer, it really formed as an orga- a, a downtown organization, kind of merchant-driven, to focus a spotlight on downtown and its potential. And so I've had the good fortune to work in DPI with DPI over a number of years, uh, uh, starting when I was a shift commander on the day shift, because they really were instrumental in driving force in focusing attention on projects like the Colonial Theater, the Beacon Cinema, um, the renovation of the Central Block. And although they weren't doing that work, it's an advocacy piece, right? And so true public-private partnership, as you said, membership organization, largely membership-funded, uh, at various times during the years, also receiving some funding from the city, um, sometimes co-located with the city, sometimes co-located with the chamber, and now in your own space, kind of in close proximity to Pittsfield uh, PD and City Hall. But it's it's an, it's about illuminating downtown or the upstreet cultural district as a unique area within the city with unique opportunities and unique uh, resources and, and just something that's a little bit different than our residential community, than our commercial shopping district, that deserves to be recognized for all of the ver- various things it has to offer. Absolutely. I mean, we love the fact that the area that really we concentrate on starts with the Colonial Theater and runs all the way down with Barrington Stage and all the way down to the hospital, one of our largest you know, employers here in the Berkshires. Um, you know, we, since I've joined, have been able to reinstitute um, Berkshire Health Systems onto our board which we're very excited about because many of their employees spend time downtown. We were able to bring the Pittsfield Suns back into our membership, knowing full well that this was a year that they needed extra help with promotions. Um, We actually just held a DPI night at the Suns this past Tuesday, had a great time throwing shirts from our members into the crowd and had prizes and um, fun little giveaways. Um, We also look at new shops that are coming in, and we need more of these, but it was great. Witch Slapped is a new store downtown that has a great new following. Shout out to the Munn family. Absolutely. Witch Slapped. Yes, they and their kids, I see them almost every day, and they are wanting to have community events located in their shop, which is a great way to bring people back downtown. You have um, new little uh, restaurants such as Lulu's. If you haven't been there, they have wonderful bagel sandwiches and my God, they're cookies. Um, I have to be careful at how many times I stop by and say hello. But again, that's an owner who is now on his third business, business in downtown yeah. Pittsfield. And that's one yeah. of the things that we just love to see. I had lunch from Lulu's on Wednesday. Can't say enough good about it. If you haven't been yet, check it out. 
Yeah, no, and I mean, as I said, their bagel sandwiches are wonderful. They have coffee. They have great teas, um, which is always a challenge in terms of finding something that's non-coffee. But, I mean, we need more restaurants. We know that, you know. But we have people like the Minich family who have now come in and have Patrick's up and running in 101. Um, again, multi-businesses under yeah. the same umbrella. So along the – I want to – kind of transition into the relationship between DPI and the city and particularly the department. But before I do that, I just want to really highlight some of the unique ways that, because since DPI is not a government agency in and of itself, you're not stuck with some of the bureaucratic processes necessarily that we are. And you weren't with DPI at the time, but your board is very, very involved. And I think it's your previous board president, right? It's Brandon now, right? Yes, yeah. Brandon Holding yeah. is our um, current president. But at the at the outset of the pandemic, it was Jesse Cook Dubin. Yes. And at the outset of the pandemic, everything shut down. Everything shut down. Retail stores shut down, restaurants shut down, cultural institutions shut down. And I've told this story on the air before, but I was home over the weekend and I'm connected via social media with DPI and also with ser- several members of the DPI board. And over the course of just a few hours on a weekend night, DPI board members came up with this idea that basically started as kind of a crowdfunding thing and then by the end of the weekend was an online virtual store where they enabled people who were interested to pre-buy gift cards for any downtown businesses. And it could be a restaurant that you frequented or it could be car hardware. Um, And the idea was to put enough cash back into circulation to give these small businesses, just a little bit of breathing space until government caught up. Um, and, you know, just ironically, the the week that that happened, happened it just, I happened to receive my tax return that week. And I had so much fun sitting on my laptop and saying, okay, I shop at this one frequently. Yep, I'm on a gift card from that. I shop at this one frequently. I dine there all the time. Um, because these, these weren't just businesses that we frequented. These are our friends. Right. And these were people from the community that I've known in many cases my entire life and definitely my entire career that we wanted to be able to support in in a very difficult time. And that was a holistic idea that came from DPI membership and DPI leadership that they stood up kind of unassisted over the course of like 48 hours. It was pretty amazing to see. You know, the board itself is a fairly large board considering the size of the organization. Um, In terms of employees, we have myself as a full-time employee, and we have two part-time people. And in the summertime, we also bring on our ambassadors. But that's a fairly small organization. And we have a board of over 30 people. And they are involved. They are, you know, from the time the pandemic hit on ideas on how to support the membership. The membership itself is wonderful. I mean, I daily get emails from whether it be a property owner or a business owner or someone who has a great idea they want to start up. Um, They are more than willing to volunteer their time, their services, their products. As I said, at the Suns, we had, you know, two full bags of goodies from the uh, merchants downtown. We had a dozen shirts we were throwing out into the crowd, all when I sent an email that said, so... (laughs) We'll I, ha- game I have a pro- I have a project and immediately um, you know we just finished up we'll be announcing winners on our um, downtown photo contest with great prizes for the winners of those again all donated 
you know, whether it be a T-shirt, a gift card, any of those things. There were some amazing photos in this year's submission. Yes, there were. Amazing photos. I was asked to vote, and I gave my top three as requested, and then I gave three more honorable mentions. (laughs) That, that That was a tough... That was a tough set of pictures to pare down three. Um, so, excuse me. So one of the reasons that your your board is so large is the board actually has a lot of various um, either subcommittees or working groups that focus a lot of attention on particular areas. Uh, and one of those, it's evolved over the course of many years, and used to be, you know, public safety or health and safety or... Um, no, but the consistent theme since I, again, when I was shift commander is essentially it's the equivalent of the downtown Pittsfield Inc. neighborhood watch. Uh, and we, the police department interacts with that group or, you know, through you with that group in a variety of ways at various times in the year. Uh, you know, and we've gone from having a formal business watch program to informal communications, to some education for some uh, DPI members. Can you talk just a little bit about the committee work and the specialization and some of the things that happen downtown that, like the downtown cleanup, right? It's, I think everybody thinks the city's responsible for that and we're not. (laughs) So yes, I mean, and it's been tough um, the past few years because so many things have halted, but our uh, committees themselves We have one specifically that does work on what we call quality of life. And that really does include cleaning of the streets. And each spring we actually have, again, our members come out in full force. Um, This year we had over 200 individuals participate. They spent at least four hours, if not longer, on designated areas throughout the downtown. They bring their own equipment, including brooms, including rakes, and we the only thing we provide them is trash bags. <laughs> and they came out and they worked all the way from the clock tower this year where Wayfair took on. Um, we went all the way down, of course, to the Colonial Theater. We had a group of two from one of the organizations locally who actually did in front of the library all by themselves. We even had individual groups from outside of Pittsfield call us and say, we want to come and help you. So we had one group from a church in Dalton who came down and did all the section around Dotties. Nice. You know, so it really is expanding, and I get regular requests on how can we do this, how can we help. Um, we'll be announcing in the next couple of weeks a fall cleanup as well, which we think is important because that'll help in terms of for next year. But then you look at our individual um, businesses such as Dorian Ginger, who every day they go out and they sweep the sidewalk in front mm-hmm. of their area. We have one property owner who actually takes care of flowers in some of the areas that um, are needed. She goes out with her husband every day and weeds. And she is someone who lives off of North Street. Right. And she's committed to doing that. And she has asked us how she can offer to do that more um, with some of our <coughs> other businesses who may want to make the front of their storefronts look a little nicer and have flowers. But maybe especially right now with labor shortages and things of that nature, you have owners working the desks. You have owners who are working, you know, you know, in the kitchen and things like that. So she wants to help them by going out and help, you know, doing that for them. So the the cleanup is a it's an unbelievably successful and productive project. Uh, it's it's well attended every year. But in the end, if everybody thinks it's just charitable and philanthropic, you need to know it's a little competitive. Like get in your hand on that crushed can award. That's a big deal. 
Yeah, in fact, we mm-hmm. have one, uh, Linda Dooley's group. She will actually not only do the area assigned to her, she will go and redo other people's areas in order to get that award. Lord, yeah. And she's won it three years running. It's coveted. <laughs> yes. The coveted crushed can award. We're lucky enough to have the PPD across the street from us, and they take care of our area, so they, they deserve an extra thanks. I, I didn't make it this year. I was traveling. I was out there with our crew last year, and it, you know I, this is going to sound disparaging to my, my brothers and sisters from the city, and I don't mean it to be that way. We moved as much asphalt as we did trash. It was, it was kind of... Um, I got on the phone at one point. I was like, you guys need to send a dump truck up here. This is just ridiculous. Dunham Mall is one of those areas yeah. just because of yeah. the, t- you know, between the brick and yeah. and the driveway and, and how much use it gets for uh, uh, it definitely. And I know that the residents who live uh, on, in the Dunham Mall uh, apartments were very pleased with how that turned out. Yeah. So it, it was a little rough. All right. So, um downtown ambassadors yeah. a, a successful joint project between dpi and the city and the police department absolutely so what's the status of the ambassador project so we were very lucky this year where we were able to bring on four ambassadors um so they are individuals who come on they train with the police they have a first aid training they have cpr training they are connected directly with the police department via radio and they joined us uh, the first weekend in july um not only do we receive funding from one of our major donors of um from DPI, but the police department offers those services uh, to us. Uh, the city of Pittsfield also helps to supply uh, funding. But we also have a new partnership this year with the BRTA. Okay, tell Be- us about that. So that partnership with the flyer, the Berkshire flyer coming in, we actually have additional funding that allow us to have ambassadors every Friday night as that train pulls in. Nice. They actually are able to hand out information on Berkshire County on the city of Pittsfield, on downtown itself. We give them information on what restaurants, we call it dining after dark, in terms of who's open at 7.15 at night in on downtown a on a Friday night. We give them all of the activities that they're going on in downtown over the weekend, including things like the farmer's market or like tonight's first Friday's arts walk going on. We also give them information on what we call Sunday Side Up, which are breakfast options and any of the... Um, uh, museum that's open on Sunday mornings because the train leaves at three o'clock on Sunday afternoon. And again, our ambassadors there are, are there to assist them and ask them how their weekend was and get some information on things that we want to do now that the pilot year is winding in about halfway through on what we can do to improve it for next year. That's awesome. Yeah. We've got a couple minutes left before we have to take a station break. And I, I just want to talk spend a little bit of time talking about the ambassadors because this is a program that's been around. It's got to be nearly 10 years now, Um, and I'm personally very proud of it because this is a classic example of how private-public partnerships can work. So um, prior to the inception of the ambassador program, full disclosure, we were were having a bad year uh, as far as the relationship between the police department and some of the DPI members. There was a lot of stuff going on around downtown, particularly around quality of life. Some of the merchants were pretty upset 
it was right after we, I, my command staff, had had to make a decision that we were going to move some resources from downtown out to Allendale and Coltsville just in response to metrics, right? The numbers were not there to justify the continued presence of the patrol officers downtown, and we needed them because of increased activity, particularly around shoplifting and property crime and vehicle crashes in Coltsville. And so we moved them, and nobody likes change. And so the merchants were up in arms, and I was at one of the... DPI watch meetings and it's like here we go again it's a thick skin I've been there and one of the members I won't say who uh, but they had recently returned from a trip to a large city in the south and that community had ambassadors but in that community they were municipal employees they were part of like the community development department and so they're full-time city employees and there was just no way there was no way i was going to be able to go to the mayor or the finance director and say hey i need you to create some jobs for me because these merchants are mad so we um we put our heads together uh, i can't even i don't remember who the executive director was at the time it was after yvonne it doesn't matter but we, we brainstormed. We're, like, we're going to do this, and we figured it out. And so the department put up some money, and members put up some money, and we invested in a little equipment, and we threw some training time at it, and we created a program out of whole cloth that met the members' needs but didn't require the city to go create jobs and incur the, the liability of employee benefits and employee salaries and employee retirement. And that program has existed pretty much uninterrupted even through the pandemic since that idea came out of that brainstorming session so that's the kind of thing that is possible when we have strong working relationships and we focus on public private partnerships absolutely and i mean the team that we have this year is wonderful because we have um one gentleman who is returning for his third or fourth year nice. as an ambassador because he loves it so much as mentioned we have two individuals who are um, students at bcc um perla is bilingual which for us was a fabulous addition that's great um and um Colby has actually been through the youth program with the PPD. Nice. So, again, he loves the interaction that he has with your team. Um, and then Connor has joined us as well. He um, is a student in at UConn, and he just loves people. He loves being outdoors, and he has a smile that would make anybody smile back. So it's just it's a wonderful group that we have. They found that... Um, there's been very few incidences where they've actually had to contact the police, which is great. But we also made sure that they had a good understanding of who would be downtown, who some of our regulars who are downtown who maybe aren't going and looking for a restaurant or aren't shopping, and really on how to interact with everybody who's there um, in a friendly and positive manner. That's so. great. All right, we're due for a station identification break, so let's get another check of the weather, listen to some PSAs, and then we'll come back and talk about what's upcoming for DPI in the next few months. WTBR radar weather for the Pittsfield area today, mostly cloudy. A slight chance of showers and thunderstorms this morning, then showers likely with a chance of thunderstorms this afternoon. Hot with highs in the upper 80s. Northwest wind around 5 miles per hour. Chance of rain 60%. Tonight, mostly cloudy with the chance of showers and thunderstorms. Humid with lows in the mid 60s. South wind around 5 miles per hour. Chance of rain 50%. Saturday, partly sunny with a chance of showers. A chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon. Hot with highs in the mid 80s. South wind around 5 miles per hour.
Chance of rain 50%. Weather forecasts for WTBR-FMR provided by the National Weather Service. Support for WTBR comes from Berkshire Mantiques, a 7,000-square-foot shop featuring collectibles, antique signs, and much more for your garage, bar, man cave, or she shed. Open Thursday through Monday from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and located on Route 7 in Lanesboro. And from Greylock Grounds drive through and Cafe, featuring different varieties of local coffee and tea from Six Depot Roastery Cafe. Greylock Grounds K-Cups are locally brewed and the only biodegradable compostable K-Cups using a local roaster. Visit their drive through location on Route 7 in Lanesboro, serving coffee, paninis, ice cream, and more. Support for WTBR comes from Berkshire Community College. BCC provides access to higher education to everyone in Berkshire County and beyond, offering more than 50 high-quality programs, small class sizes, and an affordable education to help their students of all ages achieve their dreams. At BCC, their middle name is Community. And from County Ambulance, providing quality, professional, efficient medical care and medical transportation services to the citizens of Berkshire County. Online at CountyAMB.com. Hi, this is Officer Darren Derby with the Pittsfield Police Department. Better weather is around the corner. Expect an increase in the number of pedestrians on walkways, cyclists sharing our roads, and kids playing outside. It is imperative we all pay better attention while driving, walking, running, and cycling. So we need to do our part in keeping everyone safe by adhering to the rules of the road. Wear bright clothing if you are walking or running. If you are driving, please slow down and don't drive while distracted. Pay attention. Let's keep each other safe. This message is brought to you by the Pittsfield Police Department in cooperation with WTBR-FM. Is your little one safe inside your vehicle? Is the child seat installed properly? Is it the correct seat for your child? Hi, this is Sergeant Mark Madeline with the Pittsfield Police Department, reminding you to please keep your children safe. Follow the safety seat manufacturer's recommendations for height and weight, and check NHTSA's website or our Facebook page for recommendations. If you have a question or would like your seat installation right, checked, seconds. please contact our department at 413-448-9700, extension 575. Our officers are certified safety seat installers. Thank you. This message is brought to you by the Pittsfield Police Department in cooperation with WTBR-FM. Good morning. Welcome back. Again, thank you for tuning in to another new episode of On Patrol with the PPD here on WTBR 89.7 FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, simulcast on Pittsfield Community Television, and available on all your popular podcast platforms. There you go, Officer Derby. I didn't forget again. If you're just tuning in, today is Friday, August 5th, 2022. My name is Mike Wynn. I'm the co-host and co-producer of this uh, weekly program, and I'm also the chief of police here in the city of Pittsfield, Massachusetts. I'm joined in studio this morning by our special guest, Mrs. Rebecca Brian, the executive director of Downtown Pittsfield, Inc., and our sound engineer extraordinaire, Lieutenant Matthew Hill. And underfoot today is a comfort dog, Winston, who's got an assignment coming up later today, so we're waiting for his handler to show up. We've been talking about uh, Downtown Pittsfield, Inc., or DPI, and the work they do for their members in the downtown area, uh, the various work that they do as a membership-driven organization, and the relationship between DPI and the city of Pittsfield and the department in particular through our public-private partnerships. We're going to shift gears a little bit and look at you know what's going on currently and what's coming up in the next couple of months for DPI and their members and, and our downtown area. So, Well, as we talked about, I joined DPI at a time that was becoming a very event-driven few months. Oh, yeah. Between our first Friday's Arts Walk, where we promote a free paint and sip for the kids, to the Pittsfield Parade, there was Pride Day, um, just so many events um, that had been going over the past few months. I am looking forward, actually, to the next few months, where we are going to have some very specific things coming up to work on filling our storefronts, improving the look and feel of downtown. Um, 
one of the major parts of that is, um, again, a partnership with the City of Pittsfield and Park and the AARP funding that is coming um, to the downtown area. We are starting um, developing the applications for those programs. Um, the great thing about that is DPI is being um, able to play a major role, and not just for our members, but for all residences businesses that are downtown in ways that we can improve that area. So that is going to be key going forward. Um, we are hoping to do um, multiple times where we can have applications come in, have people let us know what they need, and then how we can help them and uh, work on that. And that's um, a two-year program. I think I just have to clarify because we have many listeners and viewers who are AARP members and we're actually oh, talking about AARP. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. I know. Funny. It's funny. I have all my nice little yeah. notes here and I totally skipped over that. Thank you. I only know that because we had the AARP guy on here talking about Fraud Watch uh, about a month and a half ago. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, here's another one that I need to actually have a nice little uh, cheat sheet for is because we're also working with um, mass development on a what's called a TDI designation that has come down to downtown Pittsfield. Yeah. As a gateway city, we have been given um, a person who will be joining us for three years and a transform, um, transformative development initiative is what is that is called. And what that really is, is working with our partners in the community and businesses to, again, work on a, a section of downtown Pittsfield and really what needs to be done to make it look better, feel better, and be full. So that is, again, it's nice to have funding with such a small organization um, and to be able to work with our partners to really find out where it's needed and making it so it will, everyone talks about, you know, empty storefronts, new restaurants, you know, things need to look better and feel better, so. Government organizations and bureaucracies love abbreviations and acronyms. We just love them. Yes. And talking abbreviations and acronyms without actually having any words. Yeah. Yeah. And for the TDI, we're, as I said, we're very lucky. We actually have an individual who will be coming, who will be moving to Pittsfield, who will be living in Pittsfield, um, who has experience not only with TDI, but small um, uh, community um, organizations. Um, they actually worked for a chamber of commerce that was about the same size as TDI or as uh, DPI is. So they'll understand that. They'll understand working with the city. They'll understand working with the state. So it, it's a really it's going to be a great resource for us to have um, for the city and for uh, for my organization to be able to learn from, and then uh, really find the funding that's needed to to sponsor these things. So one of the things that as a police department we focus on and uh, as a you know as a city leader and a resident I focus on is this this difference between the perception and the reality of what's happening downtown right because I'll hear conversations I'll see stuff online and people are like I would never go down there it's so unsafe or you know these people are acting like this and like look we're a city and you kind of tactfully and politely alluded to this we're a small city we have people who are disadvantaged. We have people who are down on their luck. Do we have, uh, you know, an expansive increase in people who are panhandling? Yep. Do we have some who are overly aggressive? Yep. And there's a difference between somebody who's panhandling and somebody who's intimidating or insult assaulting people. And if it's reported to our officers as attempted intimidation or assault, we'll investigate it as such. But panhandling is not a crime. Right? It's actually a protected, uh, protected First Amendment activity. And so one of the things we see is that there will be a transition downtown because of some of the 
residents that you alluded to that your ambassadors are are working with and exploring and our co-responders are working with and exploring different relationships with and they make people uncomfortable and so people talk about their experiences and those stories take on a life of their own the reality is statistically downtown particularly north street is by call volume and type of crime the safest geographic areas in the city by a long shot um and so i love spending evening time downtown like we'll try to like christine and i'll try to do it on, on a fairly regular basis uh, and it's fun to park and go f- to a local restaurant have dinner take a walk go to a theater performance um you know after the performance maybe go to you know mission or thistle or district and, and have a cocktail and it's not unsafe to do that um that was downtown uh we were at work on a joint operation about a month and a half ago and it just happened to be a night that the theater was getting out and we we're watching hundreds of people calmly and you know pleasantly and happily make their way back to their cars without issue uh, and the vast majority of these people weren't from the area right they're they're tourists uh, but if you live in Pittsfield or Central Berkshire County and you're not taking advantage of some of the dining options and the cultural opportunities that exist in our downtown, shame on you. It's, it's, it's inexcusable to be here and not patronize these businesses. I know that the theater is one of the things, unfortunately, this year that we are finding is that there's still a resistance to um, some indoor activities. Great. So you can get some great seats still for some fabulous performances at either of the theaters that are um, downtown right now it's amazing and then you have things like free events um we had tanglewood on the lawn at the common recently um shakespeare Shakespeare is coming up and again that's free so you can stop at you know any one of the restaurants that do takeout bring a picnic down to the common I mean, it's a great place to be, and the ambassadors will be there to say hello if you need any help, um, you know. But I, we joke since I've started um, this new position, my husband and I do date night much more often um, than we ever have in the past. Unfortunately, most of the time, like tonight, it will be him cleaning paintbrushes after the paint and sip <laughs> before we head to dinner. But, you know, he's being a good sport about it. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yes. Date nights are important. Yes. Um, you know, so... It, one of the things that we've seen, it, th- there's no question, there's a lot of turnover um, downtown. It, being a small business owner is difficult, and being a small business owner in a in an area that kind of we kind of roll the sidewalks up after business hours, right? It's you gotta if you work downtown, you need a little bit of an incentive to stay downtown or come back downtown. You know, for me, it's only a seven minute drive home and back, so I don't mind doing it. But if you commute to work and then you made it home you may not come back uh so you've got to keep an eye on what's going on i was pleased yesterday i had to take a short walk i was actually walking with the mayor to a meeting um we walked by the side of the anoda building and the construction crews are in there which means some of the equipment that they've been waiting on arrived which means we're going to have a new neighbor yes and it'll be a brewery Yes. Which I don't know if I'm excited or frightened about that brewery that close proximity to uh, our, our, our people. No, we're very excited about this. Very excited. It may be the reason I have to start to utilize bird scooters. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Hot Plate Brewery is going to be a great addition. They've yeah. already become involved in DPI. They are already involved in the community. You know, They've been present great. at many special events so far this season yes. already. And uh, there's equipment and um, renovations going on 
in the space that's going to be the um, taqueria and market. Yes, that's an expansion of a current um, downtown Pittsfield Inc. member who are looking to expand. So again, it's going to be a great addition um, at that uh, time frame. Um, you know, we're working with E4ALL. We will be attending their event next week um, at the Stationery Factory, which is the small business um expo and uh, we're providing them with lists of who has space downtown you know and that's something that um, many people forget that dpi does work very closely with the property owners to make sure that we are connecting them with incoming people we do that um, again in correlation with the city of pittsfield and their team that um, help as well um, but it's something that we've put uh, connection in with one of the newest property owners downtown with artscape and they're working on a new mural um, for one of the buildings. So again, it's we, we really my goal is to make connections. You know, there's not a whole lot our small little team can do in terms of, you know, let me go in and renovate a building for you or a space for you or add a kitchen so you can start a restaurant. But I can put you in touch with the people who can help you. It's with about that. networking. Yes. You know, put, putting those things in place. But again, uh, if you don't if you don't regularly spend time downtown, you just you may not know. Right. It's it's significantly different downtown than when we were kids. Right. We, we were in school during the, the final waning days of the GEA day. We were there for kind of the, the implosion. We saw tumbleweeds on North Street. And I've been working, you know, Matt and I've been working downtown uh, since the incremental increase. But there's really a lot that happens downtown. And I know you know this. I think I've talked about it on the program before. Uh, for the last several years, in the last week before Christmas, I make a point of taking a day off and I park downtown and I walk essentially the, the downtown corridor. I usually start in McKay Street and head north and make my way up to uh, Car Hardware, come back, cross over towards Dottie's, Circa if they're open, make my way back south, go through the park, uh, museum facsimiles, and, and then the Berkshire Museum. And I do all of my last minute small item Christmas stocking stuff for shopping on South Street and North Street. And I've been doing it for close to a decade. So if you're somebody who grew up here, you know, in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, like I never go downtown, there's nothing there. That's, it, it's untrue and it's just an excuse uh, because I get great gifts that people love from many of our small locally owned businesses. And if you don't know those businesses, check out our website, check out our newsletter, check out our Facebook page, check out Love Pittsfield. Yeah. I mean, they're all there. They're all, you know, promoting things every day. Um, you know, follow them on social media. You know, some of the posts Absolutely. that come out of the marketplace are wonderful. You know, some of the things, that, you know, promotions or sales at Car Hardware, as you mentioned. Um, Soma's Aromas yes. is a new shop that is in the past year has joined us. Again, great gift ideas. You're looking for something. If you're going to someone's house for dinner, they're the place to shop. So one of my favorites for just like kind of cool and um kitschy i don't say kid that's not the right word i apologize cool kind of quirky off-color just stocking stuffer gifts is the general store absolutely it's i was <laughs> i was in there the other day i got some camp mugs for our trip to maine that say pittsfield right on them you Gre know greeting cards <laughs> yeah socks of yeah. course they carry yeah. a full line of blue q items uh it's, there's just there's so much fun stuff to look at and buy downtown but you have to take the time right um and i i i thoroughly enjoy that day i enjoy it because i get to buy really unique gifts for people I love 
but I enjoy it equally because it's the one day a year I know I'm going to get to see a couple dozen of my friends. Yes. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. All right. So we're, we're, we're I'm not even going to say that we're through it because we are not through it. There's there's like three more months of busy special event season ahead of us. Yes. But we've crossed the threshold into the, the down. We get to Halloween, Thanksgiving, things kind of slow down a little bit. But between now and then, we got to shift gears a little. It's going to be a lot more apple cider and, and corn husks than there are like lemonade and... Well, today I'm actually wearing my uh, watermelon pants and my wallet, watermelon nails because so, that is the theme tonight, the uh, summer fun for the paint and sip. Okay. But we'll be heading off. We'll continue that into the fall. We are looking at trying to do something special over the October holiday weekend, but there'll be more news on that later. So what's coming up for DPI in the next several months? So um, as mentioned, we have a new strategic plan. So it's really putting that into place. Um, we'll be doing more items such as the fall cleanup as we get into the, again, as you said, later fall and into the holiday season. Um, you know, the hope is to be doing the festive frolic again this year with the tree lighting and really, you know, it's nice to see people out and about again and people wanting to gather. Um, as I said, our TDI is going to hopefully bring some new events for us for the fall and some activities like maybe some open houses so that people can come and see exactly what is available and want to you know, come visit us and possibly move a business there. My staff, particularly my special event staff, is going to be very angry with me for even putting this out there and saying it out to the world. But I was thinking about this recently. It's been a while. It's been a long time since Pittsfield did anything to recognize or commemorate first night or New Year's Eve. Yes. Which used to be a huge joint effort between DPI and the police department. It might be time to revisit that. I, Sorry, guys. I know it's going to mean an extra detail. I apologize. But you know, it's a wasted opportunity. Those night events are something, as we talked about, the great restaurants, the yeah. great bars that are downtown, you know, and bringing people, you know, from their work, you know, stop at home, say hi to the family, and as you said, on a great date night yeah. in downtown, we we need more of those. Yeah, and the only reason I put it out there is if we don't take advantage and do something, then all of our residents are going to Springfield, Albany, or somewhere else. So we we should try to keep some people close to home and bring some more tourists here. Absolutely. So it's a wasted opportunity. Not that we want to work it, but we will because it's what we do. Okay, so we've got about 10 minutes left. Um, you've been with the organization now for not even four months. Mm -hmm. What are your hopes and, and plans for where DPI goes in the next couple of years? So my husband and I travel via camper when we go on vacation. And when we're looking at places we want to visit, it's places like Mystic and Lake George and Burlington, Vermont and Plymouth, Massachusetts. And I want Pittsfield to be on that type of list for other people. That's pretty ambitious. It is. I like it. That's a good ambitious goal. It is. But when we go, we want to find those eclectic little shops. Mm. We want to find the best diner in the area we're going to be. We want to be able to s have a home base that then we can travel 20 minutes, a half an hour to go to a museum or take in a, you know, another type of outdoor activity. And why can't Pittsfield be that? We can. It, this, is a, this is actually a conversation I've had with mem many members, prior members of your board. 
Um, it, we can definitely do it, but it takes a paradigm shift because all of those communities that you just mentioned have one thing in common. And it's that their downtown footprint is pedestrian friendly first. Absolutely. And vehicle friendly second. Yes. And w- as you know, because we just went through it again with the, both the parking thing and some of the stuff with the road redesigns, we have a lot of residents who insist that North Street should be vehicle friendly first. It, if we want, to, we're never going to see the North Street that existed in the 70s. So if we want to change North Street to be the type of attractive community you're talking about we have to rededicate and commit ourselves to making it pedestrian friendly and pedestrian safe i know that i am looking forward to the report that's coming out next week um, from the city in terms of the results of our bike lanes but in reality that wasn't the main focus of that change and that's sometimes i think forgotten um in the community where the goal was to slow traffic down right and it has absolutely i can cross north street now and not worry about my short little legs not making it across <laughs> i was walking to this me- uh, this meeting yesterday afternoon with the mayor and we both almost got taken out by a pickup truck um and i hope that the driver is listening because i got your plate and uh, I have your listing sitting on my desk. Traffic will be in touch later today. <laughs> you know, and the thing about it is, as you said, for people to shop, for people to be comfortable parking mm-hmm. in a parking lot and traveling on foot, you know, as we said, m- that's what I do on vacation. Right. Why can't I do it here in my own town? It, we, we can, but it's a bad habit, right? Yes. People don't want to because we have a bad habit. It's a, it's a cultural and institutional habit that we need to overcome. I want to see things like this paint and sip that we have on Friday nights. I want people to be driving at a speed where they can go, oh, what is that? I want to stop there. I want to stop there. We've talked about the um, paint boxes that have been done uh, by Artscape Mm -hmm. and how wonderful it is to be able to be driving down North Street and see them. Right. You know, I know we actually have um, a member or two who are very adamant that they believe that traffic should be slowed down more and that parking should be diagonal and the bike lane should be a little bit smaller in order to have people have places to park. I know exactly who you're talking about. I'm sure you do. (laughs) But, you know, it is something that when you look at the areas we talked about and you look at other cities that are really doing well, that is part of their plan. Right. You know, so again, I, I understand people like to come, you know, they have a place to go and a place to be and a time to be there. Um, I, but it, I got into it, it wasn't a polite conversation. <laughs> it, it was a respectful conversation, but it was not a polite conversation with a dear friend of mine, somebody I've known um, nearly all my life. But he was very, very active in DPI when I became the chief. And we were at a DPI reception one night and I, I finally just looked at it and I said, if you're not planning on parking or shopping on North Street, you should be driving on First Street or Center Street. There's no reason to drive down North Street if you're trying to get through town. Get off of that road and stay on one of the, they're essentially bypasses, right? They were put there for that reason. Um, But people of a certain age, they do not want to hear that. Right. Well, you know, as you said, mind shift and as things open up and there's more shopping available, there'll be some changes going on with parking on North Street to give more parking available. Hopefully we can get there. It won't be long now. All right. So we've got about four minutes left, five minutes left. And generally we try to wrap this up with a quick little round robin of what's coming up. So, Lieutenant, you have been incredibly quiet for this entire program. What are your plans for the weekend? 
retirement party on Saturday, birthday party on Sunday. For one of your own or? One of my own on Sunday and uh, one of our officers' retirement party on Saturday. How old for the birthday? Six. Nice. Good age. Those are the birthdays that they'll remember forever. Yep. Yep. All right. Becca, plans for the weekend? So in about six weeks, we are hosting a Hobbit wedding celebration at our house. And our goal is to go laughing. to the Renaissance Fair and find a proper attire to um, wear to this. My, my oldest son actually got married, yeah. and they are Lord of the Rings fans, and we are doing a mead station and everything that you can imagine to, to follow that. Proper attire for the visit to the Shire. Yes. I'm, why am I not surprised? You know me. Why you know my, chi- so, my child, yeah. yes. Um, so we, ca- we, we didn't get into this, but I've known Becca for a long, long time. We, we go back to high school. Uh, so this is not a surprise at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, enjoy that. Well, thank you. Um, so I, we missed an episode last week. I was traveling. I was on vacation. I spent the week digging out. Uh, so I'm a little behind on training. I'm looking forward to uh, spending some time in the dojo i had forgotten that we have a retirement party on saturday that's gonna throw a crimp in some of my plans because before i left for vacation uh i dropped off a chainsaw to be repaired downtown at car hardware but i had a project going on so i bought a new chainsaw while that one was being repaired at car hardware and i had a um, some deadfall in the yard and i sectioned off a whole bunch of it and it's been sitting there since the week before i went on vacation so i got to get some of that off the grass so my guy can come mold the back lot but that's going to take weeks to section and split that wood. I don't like doing this stuff anymore. So that's Saturday and probably most of Sunday. We'll see what happens. All right. We're a couple minutes early, but I, I don't like running out the clock. <laughs> we cut Jen off at the beginning, so I kind of feel bad about this. But we're going to bid you adieu for now because we kind of run this conversation out. So... Uh, Come back next week for another new episode of Out Patrol with the PPD. I'm not sure who our guest will be. Lieutenant Hill's working on lining up the talent. Until then, you know, be safe, be healthy, but most importantly, be kind. We're going to be 10-8. 10 to take us out.